Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to Short Free Games Talk Podcast. This is episode two. Episode two. Uh, I'm your host, Chrissy. And I'm Clyde, Today, the co-host. The co-host. We're going to be talking about short, free... Games. Games. All right. So let's kick it off. Okay. Let's get the party started. What game do you want to talk about first? Um. Clyde made me play some games this week. Uh, so two of the, let's, let's do, let's do, let's do the, uh, art games first. Okay. So, uh, the two art games that I played this week are City Lights and Ephomare, if we're saying that correctly. Why? Even if we're not saying it correctly, we this still This is how it. we're going to reference it for the rest of the show. So. Ephomare. Ephomare. Ephomere. 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 Ooh, that's Bomier. good. <laughs> so why'd you pick these games out? Um, I really, uh, I'm excited. I'm very much excited about City Lights. Uh, I'm also excited about Ephemere. But um, the thing that is that I wanted to show you was that uh, there is this um game where you're basically uh creating kaleidoscopic feedback, um, and the w- the the control system for it is a traditional first person um explorer controls where you move forward backwards and then use mouse look and uh by doing that um you are actually creating a kaleidoscopic effect now i think that it's really interesting to um see uh that control scheme used uh to explore almost what seems like an additional dimension rather than just 3D space. Okay. And um I wanted you to play Ephemer as a um a comparative uh piece to City Lights because uh it has kind of like a similar goal in that you're creating these um abstract and attractive uh symmetrical shapes and uh the method by which you create those shapes is um Every keyboard has a different fun- every keyboard button has a different function, and so it's a matter of exploring the keyboard to kind of um, determine what does what. And um, I think that those two design decisions are very much opposed to each other. And uh, I'd like to hear what you have to say about um, how that uh, differentiates. You know, that's interesting. Uh, that you've been telling me all week or talking about the controllers so much. And now I feel like I'm just hearing it for the first time <laughs> that you picked these games because of the controls. Because I didn't even consider the controls when I was playing it. Even though, okay, so we'll start with City Lights. Uh, it's like you're on a flat plane that has wrecked. Large rectangles. You can walk forward. Pillars. Pillars. Yeah. You can walk through them as you walk forward, uh, and you can't just stand there because nothing happens. Yep. Which you tried one time because you thought it was a timer. Yeah. Uh, As you walk forward, it's like this screen. Einstein's got something. No, she's just growling. It must be Orange Cat. Uh, Oh no! Should I shut the door? No, no, it's fine. As you walk forward, it's like, oh no, it's Sherlock. As you walk forward, it has that uh, kaleidoscope 
or not cloud. What is it that we used in when we were making video where mirror image becomes mm -hmm. like a mirror image? And then uh, I think it's orange. Cat. I think it's orange cat. I too. think we should pause and you should go uh, or I'll explain the game while you go okay. shut the cat door. And then maybe, uh, maybe you should tell them about orange cat. No, maybe I shouldn't. And then as we walk forward from that, and then the sound gets like split into two, or how does the sound work? Is it like doubles? I can't uh, quite uh, remember. It um, this it adds um, as many tones saying, as it has reflective planes. He says it adds as many tones as it has reflective planes. So then you go forward, and it and it like kind of collides into three, and this is where it becomes like a kaleidoscope esque kind of application. And, the, and then you go forward and it's four and five and six until you can, like, get out of the area. Uh, I'll give you an example of what it looks like. Um, if you've ever played music from your CD collection oh, yeah. on, on the Xbox, Xbox. and uh, you have, like, that, like, crazy... Visualizer. Yeah, in the background, I actually saw the exact same star. It was quite a coincidence. Yeah, in this game is in that the other day. We... Uh, after playing these games and discussing them a little bit, uh, I uh, pulled out um, a DVD that we had recorded like 15 years ago of uh, where you can get video feedback by pointing a camera at a television while having it plugged into the television to show what the camera sees. It makes it's more like a fractal yeah. than a kaleidoscope. Though. That's actually a very significant distinction, yeah. Yeah. So, so in this game, you can use you can still like man maneuver using the mouse and keyboard, um, but you, you're maneuvering the kaleidoscope. Mm -hmm. And and yourself in space. Yeah, but you can't really tell that you're moving. I mean, at this point, there's nothing recognizable about the environment. Well, I, I mean, mean he, the he, space is just a, you know it's there, but it's not like you're referencing it. When, when I'm still on four planes, like if. Until I get to like around five of t of the tones, you know, of the mm -hmm. tones of the planes, I I can recognize the space in which I am. Mm. And I wonder why the I wonder why the pillars aren't colored. Well, when you walk through the pillar, it becomes a different color halfway through. See, it just it seems so. I think he does that as reference. Because yeah, when you walk when you walk through the or she you, I don't know who made this game when, when you clip through the pillar. You end up with this colored interference pattern mm -hmm. just briefly, mm -hmm. uh, and when you, and when you're walking forward in the game and you're getting the kaleidoscopic effect, it seems like the colors occur. Even, I mean, I guess I could be clipping, but it's hard for me to believe that I'm clipping as for as many colors as I'm getting. Yeah, but doesn't it seem like, well, for the interference pattern, it's to know you're walking through. Okay. Like it's a reference because it happens every time. So even when you're in the middle of the kaleidoscope, if it gets fuzzy, you know you're walking through the edge of a pillar. See, I, I was thinking of it as some sort of like, I was thinking of the kaleidoscope, uh, the kaleidoscopic effect or the the color, the particular colors and shapes you get out of the kaleidoscope being um, direct references to what you would be seeing with the camera in the environment. Like just just this idea of like the camera is the same but it's the the camera's being reflected. 
And so I would think that you'd end up with a lot more black and white images because it mm. feels like there's a lot more space where you're only seeing black and white right. in that 3D environment. Yeah, that's true. But so, you're not. That's true, you're not. Yeah, I I don't know how the the color gets introduced. Yeah, that's a good point. So we're comparing this game to Ephemere? I'd like to. Okay. Um, so in Ephemere, do you want to talk about that one? Ephemere... Um, uh, is a game where uh, you start off with a pseudo-randomized um, clump of uh, triangular planes that are rotated in random rotations. Okay. I can't resist saying this again. Go for it, man. It's like, it's like that more game. Oh, yeah. Imagine the more game, but where the person... People don't know what the more game is. Okay. Maybe you've seen the more art then. They haven't seen Manfred Moore's art. Well, imagine Clyde made a game inspired by Manfred Moore's art, but instead of having his triangles lay flat and up in different ways to show 3D space. Or, no, that's what this person did. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they did an excellent job representing 3D space the, with their triangles. The, the planes are not flat it's not just randomized planes at different levels of depth but all flat in parallel on a two-dimensional area it's like they're all um uh house of cardsy you know where it's like oh yeah the you take the the 2d planes and you kind of angle them in 3d space to create these Almost like a paper craft kind of feel. But you really get the sense of 3D space when you're looking at it. I agree. Unless unless you make it so stretched that it becomes... Um, I A couple times I ended up stretching out the image so much that it... Uh, really? Yeah, it would end up being almost like a pulsing room, which mm. was cool. It's cool that it's got that... Um, Brett. But that's not the only imagery because I got a lot of straight lines that you can move up and down and kind of weave together. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I think that was one of the buttons does that. I think one of the buttons makes it so that um, they're like uh, um, st stratified mm. in some way. Mm. Okay. But okay. Sorry. I interrupted. Well, I mean, the, so, yeah, you end up with this clump of very harsh sharp looking shapes typically and they're uh moving to uh of the geometric variety moving to like a very um simple beat typically All, i i keep on thinking of it as like a heartbeat um and um as you explore the keyboard uh to determine what does what um you can uh if you press backspace it gives you um a readout on the uh the values of the particular um value you're changing at the time i don't understand the value part you were trying to explain this to me yesterday the whole like phrase it as a question i feel like you called it bulls but i don't know if this uh, floats is. floats okay so what does that even mean because i it's, still don't understand a, how i can use it it's just a number that includes decimals and what that implies is that uh you can tune it very finely. But how? Well, um, in Ephemer, um, some of the keys are adjusting decimal values. And so when you press 
one of them, it'll uh, start going up like, you know, 1.23, 1.74, you know, 2.35, and but so on and so changing? on. what's uh, changing? Depends on which key you're pressing. Mm. Um, and some of the ones that I've seen were changing. Um, the shapes have, it seems like the shapes have multiple axis axi of of wobble um so think of like a like kind of like a pendulum swing kind of deal okay but in different directions so i was adjusting that with uh at some point and so once you when you get up to like ranges like 3000 you're going to end up with something so severe that you often can't even determine what it does and w- what i find myself doing is if you hit spacebar in that game it randomizes it supposedly we actually had some trouble with that it didn't randomize it sometimes but um, mostly it's supposed to it's yes it appears that it's supposed to always work and uh so when you hit the spacebar you end up with these um random amalgamations of shapes and such and in settings and what i find myself doing is pressing backspace to determine to find out what the value is um and then getting it down to zero but sometimes i remember one uh i was trying to get all the way down to zero um by holding down the key until it went to zero but like once i got to around 75 that's when it kind of like seemed to hit a midpoint and then reverse uh and so i i like getting to that mm. midpoint I like i like balancing out all of the um all of the controls so i because once you get to that balance point Going in one direction or going in the other direction, it's a lot easier to, to to tell what the keys are doing. It's funny, though, because when you were trying to explain this to me while I was playing it, I thought you were saying, hit the number that's on the screen, and that will do oh. something. And that's why I kept trying to hit zero. Oh. And I was like, it's not doing anything. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that that would uh, not, yeah. That's where the missing communication lot lay, lay, if you will. Okay. So, so, I mean, I don't know what else to say except for that. I, I think that these two games have just hugely different experiences based off of the controls. But more what, so than the images, even. What were you thinking about with having them compared? Like, did you not have a specific thing in mind already when you were picking them out to compare no, them? Uh, no. I, th- I think the reason that they're an interesting comparison is because um, the reward system... The reward structure and the uh, motivation to explore are very similar in that uh, in in both games, you're not going to hit a victory condition. Mm. You're just um, manipulating uh, the audio-visual components of the world or the screen. And in one case, you're doing it with WASD and mouse look. And in the other one, you're doing it with... um, uh, arbitrary assignments uh, to the keyboard presses. Well, for me, City Lights, uh, because I am such an optimizer, even though it's not something I want to be, uh, as soon as I saw what the game was, I wanted to stop. Like, I wasn't interested in using the controller to manipulate the kaleidoscopes. Uh, because to me, all kaleidoscopic images look the same. Yeah, you you just you burned through it. You just went straight forward, and you were like, "Okay, I'm done." Okay, one, two, three planes, four planes, five planes, six planes. And I- then there's so much image on the screen; it becomes uh, <clears throat> abrasive. 
So I can't mm-hmm. stay in the high images. The my experience of playing City Lights was um uh questioning whether or not uh the the world around me was determining the image uh and kind of like finding the spot where um I could kind of tell that I was walking around the pillar um so you liked having a point of reference on on two on two types of perspective so you were you were picturing the landscape while you were looking at the kaleidoscope and trying to compare what you knew the landscape looked like to what you were actually looking at right because it was it was like it was using two different parts of my brain I see. like uh, i was I would get to the point where I'd be like, oh, can I identify what I'm walking around right now? And, um... Yeah, because that's what you were saying the whole time I was playing, and I was like, who cares? <laughs> it's a pillar. It's a flat It's a flat plane with some pillars on it. So, when I when I focused on one, I realized, I would realize that I had no ability to determine the other. Mm-hmm. And then when I, and then I'd switch to the other, and then kind of like... Fu- it, it, was, it was neat to, you know, balance, to like to to determine right where my limitation is and then look at that on the screen and be like this is kind of interesting almost like um playing pinball like you know sometimes it seems like you'll get to one level and then kind of plateau a little bit Mm. and it or in other games too Mm -hmm. you kind of plateau in skill level but uh it's interesting to do that in a game where there's no real fail state you're still plateauing, and but that was largely because of the objective I was determining, right? Which, which and was... I could see myself at a different time of me being really interested in making the kaleidoscopes because now I look at the video feedback we made, and I was like, "How the hell was I interested in this for longer than ten seconds?" But I could, I mean, we made a whole DVD of it and talking about it. See, I, I, I thought, well, I don't know what it was like for you. But for me, a really big part of in being able to enjoy it is being able to manipulate it. Right. So, well, that's what I'm saying is maybe a different time me would have really enjoyed being able to make these kaleidoscopes because there are a lot of manipulative factors. I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. I was distracted. What were you thinking about? I, 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 I will be able to remember it, but I want to hear what you said. Okay. Uh, I was saying that... I think the the old me would have appreciated this in the same way as are you listening? Yep. As uh, as uh, as I did video feedback because because you can manipulate it. Oh man, you would have you would have fucking loved that shit. Yeah. And it's surprising to me that you you've grown out of it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know if it's because again I have a hard time with non there. I think a lot of my brain is so used to narratives because i spend 90 percent of my time reading Mm -hmm. that uh maybe i'm impatient with not just images but things i think i already know like oh this is just a kaleidoscope oh i can just it's going to be the same image in a different way you know i think i think i optimize it well what about narrative tropes like what um uh do you know whether or not it's going to end in tragedy? Uh, not always. Sometimes they decide to do it in the last three seconds. But when they do it in the last three seconds, isn't it kind of like it doesn't even count? 
Yeah, it doesn't count. So it's stupid. So if if you can predict whether or not it's gonna if they're gonna end up together or it's gonna end in tragedy. But I don't know how. How you're gonna get there? Right. I could make the same claim with the kaleidoscope or. Mm. But I, I guess the howls are not as distinct, right? The the howls look very similar to each other. And the outcome looks very similar to each other. Yeah, but I guess you're saying, you know, that's a good point. Maybe maybe that's not the reason. Maybe I think that's the reason, but it's not. I need to... Uh, I think I think what I'm trying to communicate is I'm glad that I'm playing these games because I haven't... I hadn't realized that I'd lost the skill to appreciate things like uh, patterns or, you know... Yeah. Things that I... Non, I non-objective orientated. Right, right, right. Abstract and results. Appreciating it is a skill. Yeah, totally. I agree. Right, that I hadn't realized I had lost. Um, since we're talking about narratives, let's go to uh, the Catamites. Well, whoa, 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 we didn't get to talk about Ephemer, and I really liked Ephemer. I wanted to talk about it. Oh, what do you want to say? Uh, but what were you thinking about when you were listening? I was going to ask you if you... If, uh, if, uh, you um played a lot with musical uh visualizers on PC like in the early 2000s. I don't think I had a computer in the early 2000s. I didn't come from that rich family like you. Uh Shannon had one, right? It was a Mac, so we never turned it on. <laughs> <laughs> I I went to uh cuz we lived in the town with the university. Uh so I used to go to the library cuz that's before they password protected. The libraries, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so I would go to the university, and what I would do is I would actually look up screen, uh, like, like movies, scripts, and re- just sit and read movie scripts. Okay, so you weren't, you weren't paying attention to the visualizers. No. Okay. See, so, see, Styles was super into music visualizers, and when new ones would come out, he would download the new one and be like, oh, this one's so much better than the other one. <laughs> and, and we'd listen to like techno and watch the visual. Really? Yeah, totally. It was fun. Oh, it was wow. fun as shit. And it, it makes me wonder, like, I just remember people having those posters, like those fractal posters, yeah, and, yeah. and that, or like three D those those things where you look at it and the three D pops out. It's Magic like, Eye. Yeah, it's like all of those are pattern art. I think of. Hmm. Yeah. Well, when the, but when they're in motion, it's like when they're in motion to music. No. It, it it can be a really good time. I never went through that phase. Uh okay. Uh what I wanted to say about Ephemere that's different that I in the in in the reason I was more interested in it, even though I'm not comparing them in like a positive negative way. The thing that The thing that engaged you. Yeah, the thing that engaged me was that uh I had so much control to manipulate, even though Almost everything I did was abrasive and I wanted it to stop. I was still really curious about what the changes would bring. I couldn't optimize it. Right. I didn't know what the next image was going to be. I didn't know what the next sound was going to be. So so because you couldn't understand it, you spent more time Mm -hmm. attempting to do so. Right. And And I had more fun manipulating the image and manipulating the sounds because I couldn't predict what was going to happen. I I remembering you... I watched you play it, and it, and there were five to ten moments where you had like genuine joyful surprise at something that happened because yeah. of a key press. Yeah, there was a lot of fun things that happened. E- even, even though there it was might just not have a lot of abrasive things. E- even that though happened. that that thing that 
might happen that would surprise you you might try to turn off immediately after and fail to do so <laughs> yeah, like right. you, you, you had so you did not have control over what happened you had control over some sometimes things would change <laughs> i was happy about it what did you like about ephemer or what what do you did you have an experience you wanted to talk about ephemer um it seemed like you you're more focused on city lights and i'm more focused on ephemer yeah i mean the th- yes mm. uh but that isn't completely fair because uh the games do provide something very different to mm-hmm. me Lar- largely the asymmetry of ephemer i find really interesting uh more i would say more interesting visually i i, I like i like the the asymmetrical aspect um but uh i so I, I think what happens is um, part of getting super into uh, thinking about games, uh, I developed this fantasy of being able to introduce people that don't play games to games. Mm. And so I'm always looking for like what I consider more accessible. <laughs> uh, this is what you come up with? And so C- City Lights is like, um, you know, objective lists, but uh, gives you tons of visual and auditory feedback. Uh, so there's no fail state, but you're still changing the things that happen on the screen. And it's fun to explore and you can't fuck up. And it uses, um, uh, you know, I mean, of course, moving forwards and mouse looking is notorious for being uh, unaccessible for people that don't play games. Mm. But I Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like... I was just talking to someone yesterday about that, actually. Do tell. Uh, they were just, they were saying that they can't, they have, they were telling me that when I mentioned that I make games, they said that they have a um, Super Nintendo controller that plugs into a USB and they play a bunch of emulated uh, games um, from the Super Nintendo era. Wow, that's sad to hear. And that once it went, once console gaming went into first person, they could not play it any longer. Hmm. Um, the navigation was too disorientating for them. You know, it was it was really hard. Uh, I think my first game... No, I played a lot of Tomb Raider. Never mind, I take it back. But I remember when you introduced me to first-person shooters. And it was like a whole new way of learning to control it. But it wasn't that hard, so new that I was unwilling to the, learn it. The way that multiple people have explained it to me... This is not... This is not the technique with which they used to explain it to me. What I'm saying is, based off of similar experiences of having it explained to me, mm-hmm. it seems like, for some people, it's just a no-go. Like, mm. there is an actual limitation in their spatial reasoning or Just like I'm going to get motion possibly. sick no yeah. matter what when it comes to the Oculus. Like, I just might as well. Well, we don't know that yet. We know it. We don't know. I get motion sick with everything. We'll see. Okay. So let's, let's, uh, oh, do, do well, you feel satisfied? No, because I, I didn't really get to talk about. Um, oh, okay, good. Go uh, ahead. Talk about it. Uh, Ephemer, uh, so, so with City Lights, it provides me with that, um, accessibility fantasy. Um, I, I think, oh, this is a game uh, my mom could play, okay. you know, and she could probably get something out of. In reality, mom wants to play Assassin's Creed, right? Because... In in reality, your mom wants to play Fairy Solitaire. Well, yeah, but, like, she she likes being able to kill shit. 
and she likes to be able Does to score. She? Yeah, she likes to be able to kill shit, and she likes to be able to score points. And that's and that's what it seems like with what? A, yeah. I, the only game she ever plays is very solitary. It makes Dude, me think she likes flipping cards. When I put when I put Assassin's Creed two in front of her, she was like, "I could do this all day." Are you serious? Where was I? Probably I, at home, freaking out about me getting my mom to play a video game. Okay. So, um, yeah, like she she likes very objective base stuff if i put if i put city lights in front of her the reality of it would be like so what am i supposed to do right, right. um but uh but again it provides me with that um accessibility fantasy um ephemer uh does not provide me with the accessibility fantasy which is weird because it's so much more ex- i feel like it's more accessible the thing is you like you're punching all sorts of keys you're poking a lot but it doesn't always respond yeah, but I mean, I mean, so, some of them are binaries. Like some, some of them are setting bulls on and off, or true and false, and and other ones are slightly adjusting float values. And without even know, if you don't realize that you should press backspace to be able to de- determine the difference between the two, all of those float value ones are going to be are going to feel like dead keys. But you, they are. But I mean, you're kind of like along for the ride in that one. I'm with you. Like I, it's yeah, part but of. I don't. I don't associate that with accessibility, though. Okay, you're right. I agree. You're right. Uh, the thing I really enjoy about Ephemer is is well, we didn't really talk about how much the sound really. Oh yeah. Really makes that game like you're you're not just manipulating the shapes on the screen and the visuals. You're manipulating a a, a strange soundscape, uh, and that can be really satisfying, especially with there's mm-hmm. like a click that comes in like a. a like a um, a really loud click, like almost like a sharp clap, and uh, when it clicks, it makes uh, some of the shapes turn like a bright yellow or a white, uh, just for the moment of the click, and that's super satisfying. I just wanted uh spend this moment to say that we're gonna put up screenshots of these games on Tumblr. So if you're curious about what this looks like, and links to the games, yeah. So you might as well read it off now. Okay, so it'll be on uh. Short free games talk all one word uh dot tumblr dot com. Uh and we'll have screenshots of these games. So. Short free games talk dot tumblr dot tumblr dot com. Yep. So you can see like what we're talking about. But go ahead. Um you wanna move on to uh um Did you say what you're gonna say? I said what I was gonna say. Okay, let's talk about the Catamites game. Okay. First off I said this before and I'll say it again. <laughs> Uh, it's really intimidating to play a Catamites game. Clyde is a Catamites fan. The Catamites. The Catamites fan. And, uh, and so much so that I feel like I'm required to have a certain reaction when playing these games. I fantasize about calling them. Okay, I don't, I don't know if I want to know The like combining the words? Thick, you know what I'm trying to say? The catamites. The cat, the cat, the catamites. If I don't interrupt you, are you going to keep going? Until I get it. Okay, so, uh. And this... then I'll say it a couple times. <laughs> so, uh, Excitedly. So, uh, this game, uh, luckily I really liked, so I didn't have to, like, worry about, uh, 
having a negative reaction to something Clyde's really into. So that was uh, that was definitely a plus. Why don't you want to have a negative reaction to something I'm really into? Um, well, because there's got to be a reason you like it so much. Like, if I could just... For me, if I could just understand what it is that you're so fascinated by when you talk so positively about these things, there's got to be something there, or you wouldn't be... I so mean, it's you like, have a, like it's a dissonance where you're like, it's. I know it's here. I just can't. Yeah, get there. yeah. Like I trust your taste so much that it's really difficult for me when I don't see what the attraction is mm-hmm. in something that you appreciate. Like, okay, Tom Waits. There, there are some things that you like that I know are not good, but Tom most, Waits is so good. But most of it is 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 not the case. So, so yeah, that's why. So. Uh, you want to talk about operative assailants? Yeah. Well, I, I'm mostly. You want me to describe it, and then you can talk about your experience. Sure, if that's what you're interested in. Um. So when you start off, uh, operative assailants is part of. It's a member of the ship fifty short games um collection. Uh, when you start it off, uh, you get a, a black and white screen that says operative assailants, and uh, what you have is a roster of um what are secret agents of some sort and um they all have kind of like a very not archetypical but very distinct um abilities and in in appearances and names so for instance one of the uh one of the operatives is a car one of the operatives is a cinder block one of the operatives is uh someone with jet boots or anti-grav boots um and so when you click on their name you go through their um, moment of the mission, they're, and they're communicating with like the chief. Yeah, yeah. The, the there's a there's a omnipresent uh character throughout all of these vignettes, um, um, where it's like um, he's he or she is uh basically trying to tell them what their mission is, uh, and what the plan is, and how. And what they're supposed to do in order to whatever they're trying to do. They're trying to. It's like infiltrate the evil lair or something. Yeah. Okay. So why did you pick out this game? Um. Let's see if I can remember. Like, there's a narrative. There is a narrative. It's really. Oh, funny. oh, oh! I remember why. Because we were uh, in episode in the last episode, we were talking about um your uh, need for objectives. Mm. And uh, I think that this is an interesting game because, um, largely because it's so entertaining to fail your objective uh, over and over again. Mm. And um, so it's an interesting um, middle ground because uh, it's not objective-based. It's actually a matter of discoverability, similar to um, something like Sacred Habitat is largely about discoverability not fulfilling an objective but it's under the guise that it is objective based mm-hmm. so so at no point do you feel like you're directionless but the what you're constantly rewarded with and by rewarded i mean once you fail you are rewarded with um with uh like narrative content mm. so i wanted to see how you reacted to it okay well i just played it again before the show and I realized that the thing that I was most excited about only happens once. Is it just that Petey? Yeah, Pete. But here's the thing. Me and Clyde talked a lot about this week 
about uh, ways to talk about these games. And uh, one of the ways is to talk about something that it does. Wait, how do you say it? I don't know. Uh, how you respond to it? Things that you respond to. I feel like I'm not doing a very good job describing it. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, how does it relate to Pete? Uh, this is what... This was what the entire game was for me. Uh, the Pete situation. And I, and I like, pushed it on the rest of the game. Oh, I see. Uh, but I would love it if the whole game did this. I would love it if every game did this. So, so what you're saying is that the first time you played it, the, the scene with... Isn't that Petey? It's Pete. It's Pete. I, I checked. Uh, the first scene, or the scene... I hope I'm not wrong. The scene with Pete, <laughs> with Pete... Um, was so memorable to you the first time you played through that when you retrospectively considered operative assailants, you thought that they were all like Pete's mission? Yes. Maybe you should describe Pete's mission. I will. Okay. So, um, so like Clyde said, each person is like doing the infiltration of this building while talking to the chief. And so Pete is locked in a room. And he's on a platform at the top of the room with a locked door. <laughs> makes me, I just visualize it and I just laugh every time. It's so funny. To and, and he's like talking to the chief about uh, the door's locked. And the chief is like, well, you're going to get have to get the key. And, it, and it's like you can tell Pete's like the slow one. You know, the chief was like totally supportive of everybody. But, 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 but Pete, Pete's always, always whining it's like, about, uh, about problems that only... Only Pete sees these problems. <laughs> it's like it's, a, <laughs> it's like Pete got the short end. I mean, nobody got the short end of the stick more than Cinderblock, but Pete fucking. <laughs> Are you talking about Cinderblock still, still alive, alive doing their mission? So he's like, "You're gonna have to get the key." So the key is underneath the platform, and in between you and the key, there's these three falling spikes, and it's like you said, as soon as you start moving. You're like, I'm not going to move as fast as this. I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't think Captain. I'm going to make it. But you can't get out of the room. I mean, you have to just take the chance. You have to trust and, the captain. And it's in video game form, so you're kind of like used to this idea of like, oh, well, maybe it's like uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where I just have to take that, that, that leap step, of faith. That step forward, even though I can't see the floor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to make it, but you like, do it anyway, and of course you die immediately. So the, and it just goes it goes straight back to the title screen where you're picking the the next person. It, it's yeah. not like Pete gets Pete gets no epilogue. No, no, no. <laughs> but what I really, really liked about that is because uh, I play. We've been playing a lot of games, and I feel like a lot of them are. It's like they wanted to write a story, but they decided to put it in game form. And the only the only thing that is added to it being in game form is that you click, but the clicking doesn't actually do anything. You're talking about like visual novels. Yeah, or yeah, visual novels. So that again, I'm talking about the book and the dog and the bird game. Okay. Like, like, uh, like I don't feel like putting it in game form was a good idea. It just made it more work, and. Uh, you're just funneling me down into the thing you're trying to tell me, and I'm clicking to get there. See, I, I, I disagree. Well, let me let me finish my okay. point, and then you can disagree. 
But in this case, I feel like the gameplay actually... Uh, you realize what a hopeless situation it is. You're not, you can't do anything but the thing you're being told to do. And then you, you're actually physically forced to do it. It's not like you read, Petey tried to get the key and couldn't do it. You, like, actually have to go through the motions of failure. And it is so good <laughs> to actually have to, like, do the thing that you know that you're not supposed to do as and, part of the sequence. And you feel like you're having the experience that Pete is having. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, this is stupid. Oh, this is so stupid and I, hopeless. I know this isn't going to work. I know this isn't going to it, work. It, it's like Pete, Pete partially doesn't... Pete partially wants to get flattened by the spike. Yeah, he's like, I just want out just, of this. Just, just so that people can see that he was right about his fears. <laughs> or it could be like, okay... If the guy says this is going to work, this is going to work, you know, but it's just a matter of like, oh, it's, it's so, it's so nice to have reflective gameplay to yeah. me. Yeah. It, it, it is exciting when, when a mechanic can, can express to the player what the character is supposed to be thinking and feeling. Yeah. Whereas the rest, I, when I replayed it again, I realized it wasn't. As much that in the others as it was in Pete. Yeah. Okay. But we're, how were you going to disagree with? Oh well, I'm. I'm. This week I've been playing a lot of visual novels. Um, I'm going through, uh, games lists on the Rim Pie community because I want to study romance games so I can eventually make them, mm -hmm. and um, they tend to be visual novels. Um, so. Visual novels are awesome. Uh, I guess some people might not know what a visual novel is. It, it's it's basically an an animated book where you click in order to make the text go forward, and every once in a while you might end up with a choice. If it's if it's a kinetic novel, then you have no choices. You're just clicking to make the scenes progress and the text progress. But but every once in a while, it's a choose your adventure. In a in a good one, uh, you end up with the person you prefer based off of your choices. In a bad one, you spend a lot of time putting points into skills so you can accomplish yeah, something that is too Sims-like. Uh, I don't want to go to the bathroom and work in a game. A, a, a lot of these have a, a format where um, between the interesting conversations with people, you are choosing what to do that day. Uh, oh, I bet a lot of people play Persona. It's like Persona. Without the grinding, yeah, because you put points in. Yeah, and you have choices. Neither of us enjoy that kind of management sim type of thing. Right, right. We don't. Um, but I really enjoy uh, visual the idea of visual novels because I want to play a romance or a mystery game. I could see a visual novel being a mystery game mm -hmm. where well, Phoenix Wright is kind of that, right? Yeah, yeah, and I want to. And I want to uh, actually, instead of ending up with the right person, the person I would like. I want to not optimize. That's what I want out I, of a visual novel. Me too. And luckily, I'm incapable of it. Uh, one of the... Shoot, I should know the name of this. Um, uh, I'll put a link to it on the Tumblr. Uh, but it's um, finding... I think it's called Finding a Date for the Prom. Mm. Um. Uh, there's three uh, possible romance 
romantic uh, candidates. Uh, one of which is like your childhood friend. One of which is a, a younger student that you get to boss around. And, and apparently likes it. And I think likes getting Even bossed around. Even though he doesn't around. go to the prom with you, so he didn't really Spoilers. like Spoilers. <laughs> so, and then, uh, and uh, one guy that's just a jerk. Uh, he's like a womanizer. He crosses off ladies' names after they ask him out yep. in his little book. Oh, oh, creepy. <laughs> so, I so when I played this, I was like, um, I really enjoyed bossing that kid around. And I thought it was really flirtatious and really fun. Um, and then uh, he fucking didn't go to the prom with me. I'm like, Nobody went to the prom. With and you. it was funny. It was funny because like I played, I played like half of the game and and ended up talking to Chrissy about it like halfway through and I'm like oh this is fun like there's this kid that like I get to boss around all the time but and, he likes it but he likes and it and I'm thinking no he doesn't <laughs> <laughs> I'm like but he likes it and, and it's fun to boss him around and it's kind of romantic and uh she's like she's like okay and then I finished the game and he apparently didn't like it at all because he doesn't want to go to the prom with me um but my, my point here was that uh I enjoyed the narrative that happened by getting no date at all like i i failed completely i have no desire to play that game again um i liked the way that the story ended up and it, i it's me going kind of like oh okay so my my lack of interest in um coming to them on their terms it, it, it wasn't like there was one guy who was who wanted you to not come to him on his terms <laughs> they all wanted you to come to them on their terms uh and i was thinking that i would end up with the um i would end up with the uh free-spirited hippie kid i guess no. uh uh by uh Default. by just being myself <laughs> i just needed to be Sorry, myself tracy and, it's not gonna work and, and and they would see me for my for my true value but that was not the case well and, and i and i thought that was a really neat experience to have in a game like to, to to go oh wow wow just being myself is not good enough well well to bring it back that is clicking for purpose i'm talking about visual novels where they have something they're trying to tell you and it doesn't matter what your choices are you're talking about kindness coins um, right now i i, I wasn't going to bring up the name well, I mean, just say it. it is what it is. Okay, with kindness coins, it should be more of a kinetic novel than it is a visual novel because it really doesn't seem like your choices have any effect. But the whole thing is about them trying to get you to have an experience. So the time that the main character has a speech, you'll understand the circumstance in which the speech is it, relevant. The game is highly rhetorical. So the, it's like a fable. They're yeah. trying to set up a situation for you to see where they're coming from when they make their big point. Yep. But for me, I... It, it, it's like the speech at the end of a, a coming-of-age movie. Yeah, totally. But for me, by the time we got to the speech, I was like, I just played this whole game so you could funnel me into the speech. Nothing I did mattered. I was just clicking for nothing. You should have just wrote a story. Well, you were role-playing a little bit, right? You were You were deciding how to treat the guy. I, I remember then, you saying that you let him off easy because you understood that was an easy mistake for him to make. Yeah, that, uh, this poor playing. kid fell into a hole and he was about to get told. I was trying to make it worse than it was, less worse than it was. But in a way, you know, now that we're talking about it, uh, I guess 
putting yourself in the situation for the point to make sense. It's just that I didn't I didn't like that it was dressed up like a visual novel when it wasn't a visual novel. It was a visual novel though. You're it saying that because comedic... it didn't have multiple endings? Uh, I'm saying that because it really didn't matter. It didn't matter if I let him off easy or not. It didn't matter what you said to the girl. What would what would what could the game have done that would have made that matter? Uh, you not you could have had an option where she wouldn't have said the speech. That would never happen because the whole game was about the speech. That's true. That's true. The whole game was about the speech. I, I agree. I I just don't think that's a negative thing personally. I I think I think it's a you know, for me, having a game where the entire thing is based around a punchline, it's that's I'm glad those exist, just like other ones. Well, you know, the the more we talked about it just now, the more I understand the being in the environment for the speech to make sense. I guess that's the difference between a game and a story. You can actually feel like you're at the party. Dude comes yeah, over. You're going through the motions. You talk some shit about him beforehand. Mm -hmm. So I just wish it would have played it without me having to click to get there. Because me clicking didn't have anything to do with getting there. Do you think? Do you think it had to do with you not identifying with the character that you're playing? And knowing where it was coming from, and me being like, "Oh, you 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 felt you you disagreed with the." Um, I didn't disagree with it. With, with the uh, the the well, you you were repulsed by the um, indignance. Yes, yes, I was. And she did the same thing as that guy did right after that. She was like beating around the bush with the one-eyed girl and not being straightforward, even though she was totally like. Anyway. Yeah. I, anyway, you, let's move on. <laughs> um, so, is there anything you wanted to talk about with Secret Agents? Secret Agents? I mean, not sorry. Uh, operative Assailants. Um, no, we we talked. It. I did mention how it, that game is all about failing and how it, failing is entertaining. Yeah. That's that's the theme I really enjoy. That's the theme you enjoyed. Okay. Um. So, our last game we're going to talk about, since we said we we're going to talk about it, you put us in this situation. So. Yeah, we're never going to do that again. Never. We're never, we're never going to say what game we're going to talk about next week because it totally fucked us up this week. Yeah, by us. He means us. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you, but no, it fucked both of us up. Yeah, it did. Um, yeah, so, uh, you want to talk about Dancing Girls? Or should I, I, I guess it's my turn to talk about a game. Uh, Dancing Girls is this game... Where, uh, that I made. That Clyde made. Well, I, I wasn't going to say that. Well, that's I. I would feel weird not saying that. <laughs> I know. I was just being funny though. Uh, ha ha ha. So it's a game uh, where you can play, and you should probably explain this better than me because I don't understand the like how many keys you have for the accordion I, thing. I don't either. But if you've ever had a harmonica, you've probably noticed that if you blow through one way, all the notes sound good together. And if you suck through, then you get different notes that also sound good together. So the notes are organized in a in a, a push pull um, template or, or, or categorization, and um, they're organized based off of what sounds harmonious. Uh, I have a Tori accordion that does the same thing, 
and I, I don't know if it's doing two different pentonic scales. I'm not sure. I I don't know enough musical theory, but um, it's a really fun instrument to play. And uh, for years, I walked around neighborhoods playing it um, because it was fun to play a squeeze box in public. And uh, for he married, yeah, but... <laughs> don't bring attention to us, Chrissy. We have to blend. <laughs> and uh, um, it's just. It's just a really fun instrument because you feel like you're you can you don't have to think too much about it like anything you press is going to sound good. The only thing that matters is that you play with confidence. Like if you just oh, it's true. If you if you just play that thing like you know how to like like everything is going to be fine as long as you play press the buttons in rhythm and you're not going to screw yeah, up. Yeah, in rhythm. Well, yeah, but you the... still have to you take so much for granted. Okay. The things that you have to, that you know how to do. This is the same thing when I was learning how to play guitar and you're just like push stuff down. No. Uh, that was a nightmare. That is a completely different situation. It's a well, direct opposite. What I'm trying to say is you take information for granted here, just like you do there, a skill that you have in making it sound good and you just think it's because you're doing whatever. Do you play the harmonica? I don't play anything. Well, have you played a harmonica? I have in my life. Did Did it seem easy to play? Uh, it is the black keys, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, Or yeah. playing just black keys on the piano yeah, is another yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, the reason, one of the things I wanted to talk about. The... Well, wait, I didn't really say what the game is. Oh, sorry. So, sorry. so, um, the game is basically a digital version of that where, uh, it's a computer game where you can have that type of organization of notes where they're organized by push and pull so that you won't screw it up. And so people can kind of like have the experience that I had with the accordion. And um, some of the visual, you don't only have the auditory feedback of pleasant sounding music, but you also have um, the visual feedback of uh, choreographed dances that are tied to the keys. Yeah, I didn't have a lot to say about it. What I wanted to talk about was like the type of game it was, because I spent so much time this week thinking about... uh, categorizing these games so how would you oh i see how would you i mean it's an application it's a it's a small version of something big so that you can see what it's like to do the big thing without actually having to commit to doing it right what it's like a microcosm of what it's like to play the accordion it's a simulation. So you get so you would call it a simulation game. Okay, you're asking me if I was to categorize it. Yeah, how would when you were a making mu- musical it, toy? When you were making it, you were like, I would like to have a accordion musical toy, or I would like other people to have an accordion. Yeah, musical it was, toy. well, it was a blend of the two. It was thinking I would like other people to have a musical toy and. Uh, if I can uh, piggyback, if I if I can piggyback on the success that the accordion had with me and my personal experience, mm. and if if I can provide that to other people, that opportunity to other people, then they're going to end up liking the game for the same reasons that I ended up liking the toy accordion. Like I I felt like I was stealing a trick. I didn't feel bad about it, but stealing a trick. What does that mean? Um, I felt like um. I had experienced uh, an inordinate amount of success with mm-hmm. a toy, and that that 
inordinate amount of initial success made me play a lot of it and enjoy the process of learning and uh and i associate that with the accordion so if if i can create something that someone associates with something that i made then that would be a that would be a a point of pride for me so do you can you think of any other games that are like electroplankton but what what is that like i mean it's not like you get to see what it's like playing a Oh, I see Leaf. what you're saying. No, I it, you're, you're saying that it's not translatable to mm-hmm. other devices. Yeah, like you get to see what it's like playing an accordion. Well, and it's you, just you, as difficult, honestly. You, you get to see what it's like playing this accordion. It's so hard to pump it in and out while playing the keys. It's like oh, like a real accordion's a fucking workout. Like a, oh yeah, a, a real accordion Heavy. is an ordeal. Uh, this is more like. Finding out what it's like to play a harmonica, and it, and it was not intended to be instructional. Uh, if if I had found a note combination that sounded more pleasing to me than the ones that were direct model directly modeled from the toy accordion I have, mm-hmm. then I would have um I would have switched uh, because in, it being instructive to a, a real world phenomenon was not something I was interested in. in achieving it it was all about just creating i have a reoccurring dream where i go to a pawn shop and find a musical instrument and uh is it really a reoccurring totally dream? it's different instruments but i'll find a pawn shop i'll go to a, when i was in high school I, I went to pawn shops like every time i drove by one and checked out all the instruments really yeah because i was like i was like oh man i'm gonna find like some sort of lost treasure instrument not that i knew the values of any of them i just imagined that like one of them was going to you know shine in my eye in a certain way and i would know that it was the chosen did you buy any um well i mean i bought that accordion from a a completely different accordion for those of you listening uh i bought that accordion from um uh agora Mm. And uh that wasn't a pawn shop where you were in high it was, school though. Well yeah, okay, that's true. Um my base, my first base I got from a, a pawn shop. Okay. And um but for completely different reasons. Uh but so anyway, I have this I have a reoccurring dream where I find a, a magical instrument that I can play effortlessly and which makes beautiful music of the type that I am attempting to make and you know I will be it, it is not like I'm just playing it and it's like a jack in the box where you where you crank it and it goes do 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 it's not like that it's like um it's like I'm just fucking noodling like a like a like a in your dream you're rocking out I am I am doing amazing you know I I am I am caressing the instrument in such a way that like it is telling a story um and so having any amount of similar experience in the real world is very exciting for me and i (laughs) well then why didn't you make a scene at the beginning where duke goes in the pawn shop and like picks out the accordion funny that you mentioned that (laughs) the uh the mechanic the the accordion mechanic was from accordion on wheels which does start out that way or is was intended to start out with that oh way. you were gonna make that game but you never made that part yeah i never made that part i never uh, made the pawn shop scene <laughs> so i wonder if another one of those exists maybe this that's what like 
learning games are about or I don't know. Like, could you have a game where? Now I'm just speculating. Though. I'm not talking about I, I, ones that it. really exist. I, I, I'm. I have a feeling I'm going to say City Lights. Well, I <laughs> no. I have a fantasy about learning things I'm not really interested in learning. Like you know, when we bought the electronics kit to learn how circuits work. Yep. Like to do it through a game, or you know, like uh, maybe you could get. Or yeah. I, I always think I can get better at cooking by buying those like recipe games, yep. even though they're just a bunch of recipes on the DS. Yep. That... Lang- we we spent a long time looking for a Korean language game that would teach you Korean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I have a fantasy that games are going to teach me things. Mm-hmm. So, but they never, and I, and I guess maybe I can see this as a semi-successful one. There's a game on Steam called really. Car Mechanics Simulator, and every time it goes down to six bucks, I'm like, I'm going to get it. Gonna but get then, it. but then I look at the discussions again, and and everyone's like, like the the. The thread I constantly find is the one where someone's like, here's a comparison of what you have to do in order to uh, change the brakes on the car in the game. Here's a, And this is what you have to actually do in real life. And it's like 20 additional steps. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, I don't care then. I look forward to those games being successful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, based off of what I saw with HoloLens and that render, I think I think the future is so bright that you're going to have to wear those shades. You know, did you catch that? I unfortunately I did, but I I'm still. Where's the Oculus? Where's Where's my Google yeah. Glass? I want to record everything so I can play it back and be right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're supposed to be talking about free games, not like thousand dollar hardware that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. Okay, let's um, wrap it up. Well, no, I want to talk about terribly fast world. Really? Why? Because uh, we just played it just yeah. now, yeah, and you really enjoyed it. Yeah, but I and I, I really enjoyed it. I can't I can't describe my, anything about it. Like it just happened. I haven't thought anything about it. Mm. I haven't thought about it at all. Do you mind if I do? Do what you must. I'm gonna go get some water. Uh, okay, we're gonna end it then. Why? Well, because you're not, here. Can I pour some of this in the okay, cup? Okay, okay, okay. I I don't have anything to contribute to this conversation. All right. Um. Well, then maybe we should just end it. Well, say what you want to say. <laughs> Obviously, you have something you want to say. Um, Tell the people. Uh, Noop just made a game in Unity. And it's uh, a 3D world that has been populated with uh, a bunch of image files. And um, it's a series of rooms that you walk through and see the different images and hear different soundtracks and it's broken up by in three acts uh with play play cards is that what they're called i got nothing you know what i'm talking about though no like in silent movies where the, oh yeah yeah um it's broken up with those cards that have uh descriptions of the act name and um uh i thought it was i thought that the organization of it kept it flowing really fast uh, I moved through it. The first time I tried to play it, I actually uh, couldn't figure out where the door was and um, didn't know if there was more game. But since it was 93 megabytes, I assumed that there was more game. I just didn't know where it was. Yeah, it's all the Mozart on the ground. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, when Chrissy played, uh, uh, it took her a while to get through a level. And I think that boxes of Mozart were spawning the entire time the she was frame in the rate was like... So the frame rate went down to like three frames a second, which made it even harder to navigate. Um the art is awesome. I'm going to... Okay, 
to not contribute to contribute. Uh, it's like I'm playing a collaged game. Uh, I really enjoyed the visual aspect of this game. So what about the relationship between the drawn elements and the elements that look like they were ripped from Google Image? Even the drawn images looked like they were taken out. They still look like they were being collaged on. It's, it's In what way? It's the way they were cut out. Everything being cut out and placed together. The whole the whole room was a collage. Everything not, was rectangular. Not just not just the cutout obvious from magazines people that were in the room. The fact that uh, each image was cut out and like on the floor moving versus having cut out things on the wall. It's like you were going in a collaged room, even if some of the things that were cut out were drawn. They were still cut out. So so it's largely because it's placed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really... I, uh, I don't know how to say other than I liked it, which I don't feel like is a really valuable mm-hmm. way to describe something. Well, I, I can say what I liked about it. Uh, as I was going through, the, the choice of certain images was interesting to me uh, and even challenging. Um, and uh, as I'm going through it, I'm trying to, you know, not necessarily try to... As I'm not asking myself what is this all about. I'm I'm saying you know, uh, the how do I put it? The the images felt related enough to representations of things that I got the sense that environments were being simulated, but they were surreal. Uh, and the the big thing that I take away from that game is. Uh, uh, I've been I've been a little bogged down I'd say last couple of days like I, I've worked a little bit on Unity projects but not much at all and um, uh, playing that game makes me want to make games mm. when I when I play that That's game awesome. when I play that game I'm like oh I need to fucking color some cubes throw them together adjust the jump make myself bouncy. And just arrange objects in three-dimensional space, put some music in there, and... I'm going to have to go ahead and disagree with you about that. Somebody already did it. You need to make a visual novel for me. But yeah. Yeah. I need to do both. Okay. I, 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 need, I need the freedom to doodle, but I also need to be working on lar- a larger project at the same time. So, um... Do you feel satisfied? I do, but do you want to put that call out that you wanted to put out, that you said you wanted to put out? Oh, I don't know. Okay, here's the... Uh, situation uh i'm a categorizer uh in my brain and and we discuss categ- how to categorize these games not just all together but like individually yeah we discuss this a lot because they're impossible to search for unless you just use the name of the game maker whenever i am like if i like a song i'm gonna look up more of that genre if i like a story i'm gonna look up more of that genre so i spend a lot of time thinking about what makes each thing individual so I can connect other things to it. Like, like what do, what aspect of it in is it? the, is the cat is the thing that makes it one category rather than another. Yeah. And so versus Clyde, when he likes something, he finds out who makes it. The, because the best way to find music is to find out who the musicians and the producer is involved in it. And then look for their name on other people's CDs. Right. So, so yeah, we just have different approaches to uh, refining our tastes. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for me, trying to uh, understand these games 
and play these games and get immersed in these games. I th- I think what I'm trying to do is uh, find a connection between all of them. Like, what genre is this? Is this a genre? Like, how would other are people... You ta- are you talking about all, f- all, all the games we're discussing? Yeah, right all now? the games we're discussing. Short, free games that we're talking about in the short, free game stock. Like, Clyde seems to think if I were to call this a genre, then uh, that wouldn't go over well. It's To me, it seems more like of, of a network of like-minded individuals. And when I say like-minded, I say that very broadly. <laughs> so what I'm really interested in is hearing uh, people's descriptions of what these games are. Or what 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 the search term is or yeah like i don't even know how to describe it when we're talking about the games we're talking about on this show like are they not connected enough are we just talking about a bunch of different games and they don't even have to have a genre or like i feel like they are kind of all connected together by something but i can't tell what it is so i'm really interested in what other people think about that i i I hate to beg it but can you state that again as a clear question how is it unclear? It's it, it. I was hoping for just like a real simplistic, clear can, question. Can you make a simplistic, clear question out of what I just said? Because I um, felt like it. Was how clear. would you search for games that are the ones that we include? That's not my only question. How would you How would you describe the genre of the games that we are talking about? Besides saying short and free. Yeah, like. What are we talking about? Is that a clear question? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I really hate Twitter because you can only use like... 144. 10 words. I mean, I can see why it's attractive to gamers because it's like a game trying to figure out how to like make a sentence with that many characters. It's like, did you ever write haikus? No. Uh, but uh, my Twitter is cat underscore Hastings H-I-S-T-I-N-G-S C-A-P-T underscore Captain Hastings from Agatha Christie. He is the sidekick of Poirot, much like uh, I'm your sidekick? No. Uh, who's Sherlock's sidekick that everybody Watson. knows? Yeah, but he's like way better. Uh, Watson's way better? Than no! Ca- Captain Hastings is like the best. Anyway, so uh, if anybody wants to talk about that, I'm really interested in doing so. Is there anything else you want to add before the end? Nope. Although I, I doubt I can talk about anything in 101 characters. Well, you're just looking for suggestions. Yeah, I'm looking for information more than I'm interested in responding to it. Also, <laughs> uh, don't forget that our Tumblr is... Cause I do use Tumblr, and I know how to make a page. Uh, shortfreegamestalk at uh, .tumblr.com, where we will put up screenshots of all the games that we talked about today. And, we, and of course, this episode will also be there. Of but you're course. already listening to it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Have a good week. Bye. Have fun.